What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Yo, what is going on, Buffalo Fanatics? What's happening? Shout out everybody in the chat. What's going on? It's your man, Rev. So glad to be here with you guys again for another edition of Rated Rev. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Y'all yeah, fired up, baby. And I hope everybody in here live right now is as fired up as I am. Do me this favor. Smash that like if you haven't already done so. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. And this is a Rated Rev roll call. I need to know where you guys are watching me from live right now. Drop that in the chat. Let's get this thing popping, baby. Let's get this thing popping. In case y'all didn't know, I'm, I'm coming from Texas. So I'm in Texas. So let me know where y'all are watching from. Let's get this thing going. I've got, yo, Dagim. I think that's how you pronounce it. Greetings from St. Louis, living blue and red nation. Let's go, baby. Victor coming in from the 315. Donald, Claremont, California. Morning Star. I mean, morning Maya and Linda West, my bad. Buffalo, baby. Let's get it popping. Luis Matos, New Jersey. Nate coming in from D.C. C. Rose from Connecticut. David C. from Fresno, California. I've got Richard Callen coming in from Troy, New York. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Apex coming in from Colorado. I've got King Cam. Says he's tuning in from Ohio, baby. Let's get it. And coming in from Kentucky, Brian Day from Thousand Oaks, Cali. Hanson from the 607. Yo, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. James coming in from Great White North. I've got Buffalo in the house from Joshua Smith. Johnny Langston coming in from Alabama down south, baby. Augustine, Haynes City, Florida. That's what I'm talking about. You guys file in here. File in here because we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. And uh, in my job, my job, in case y'all didn't know, so my job for tonight is to fire y'all up. It's to fire y'all up. Because we already know what's at stake for these Buffalo Bills, right? And uh, it really makes no sense to even, you know, be doom and gloom or, or all that. It, it really doesn't make any sense. Why? Why do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, and y'all know me. Y'all know. Y'all know Rev. I'm an emotional fan. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. I'm up and down. And, and I can be as, as mad as I want to be at this, at this team for where they are at six and six. And I can talk trash about them because I'm a fan because that's my team. You know what I'm saying? But nobody else better do it. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's like, it's like if you got a sibling, you got a brother or you got a sister, like you can talk trash about him. You can fight him. You can give him noogies. You can do all that. 
but don't let nobody else talk about him. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's disrespectful. And so that's how I'm feeling right now. And at the end of the day, yeah, I want this team to succeed. And I want this team to go all the way. That's what I want. Regardless of the talk, regardless of the noise, regardless of all that that's happening, I want this team to go all the way. I'm never going to be rooting for their failure. Never. Never going to be rooting for the failure. And so tonight, this is what I implore every single member of Bill's Mafia who's watching me right now to do. Jump on this thing, man. Jump on this wagon and let's circle these wagons. Let's rally behind the troops as they get ready to fight for their lives against Kansas City tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's exactly why I wanted to play that video. I wanted to play that video at the beginning of the show because I wanted to remind everybody what's at stake and to get y'all fired up for what's at hand. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and there's nothing like, like, there's nothing like a good old Kyle Williams talk, man. Like, I lo- like Kyle Williams, yo, he fires me up. I'm sitting over here watching it, w- watching the video, you know, in the background, and, I, and I'm, I'm ready to get up and, and run through a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, like man, when Kyle was like, yo, uh, yeah, man, every single thing he, that, that, that brother says, man, everything, everything he says, we live in the deep water. <laughs> People like to like to live in the shallow water where it's comfortable. No, nah, man. No. Nah. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. And so, for the Buffalo Bills, we already know what's going on, right? We already know. Playoffs for this team starts tomorrow. It really does. And that's exactly how I'm approaching it. Well, you know, they have a they have a hill to climb and a hole to dig out of, a hole that they dug themselves in. But we're no strangers to these to this team climbing out of holes and and going on an incredible run. We've seen it two straight years now. The Bills in December go on a ridiculous run all the way through the playoffs. I mean, all the way through the playoffs. And so that's what, that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm expecting. Now, whether or not they do it is a different story. But I'd be doggone if I don't expect it to happen. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we'll wait until next week to see, <laughs> to see, you know, how they did and whether or not the story is going to be different. But for now, it's Buffalo versus everybody, baby. It's Buffalo versus everybody. Everybody. And like, like my girl Kim Bet says, it's the winter soldier breaking out. The winter soldier is breaking out. You know, I was I was watching Josh Allen um in his press conference, and Josh, he he was uh Josh is such a smug son of a gun, you know what I'm saying? Like Sometimes you could tell when he's in his bag. And uh he was talking about like 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 what's at stake. And he said, he said, like, and I'm paraphrasing, everybody in that locker room, you know, knows what's at stake. But the way he said it, and his little smirk, he had like a little smirk on his face, 
let me know that this dude is like he is he is ready and he is in his bag and he is about to show all the way out tomorrow all the way out and that's what i love i love to see a cocky josh allen when josh is cocky you know what i'm saying like when he's when he's when he's feeling himself <laughs> i feel sorry for whoever's on the other side of that of that of that ball you know what i'm saying cuz cuz jo- a cocky josh is a scary josh and uh and that's the kind of josh i feel like we're going to see tomorrow i really do look who look we're not scared of we're not scared of kansas city we're not we're not afraid of the chiefs we look we've been here we've done this before if, if, for, first of all if I mean, it feels like we've been in We've been playing these these jokers in Arrowhead for the past umpteenth million years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't wait for us to actually get them on our turf at Highmark Stadium. But nevertheless, we ain't afraid to go in, in, in Arrowhead and do our thing. We've done it before. A couple of years in a row. We've done it. We've gone in, into Arrowhead in that hostile environment and beaten the Chiefs. We've done it before. So what's the difference now? What's the difference? And uh, but Chiefs right now, like, and, and, and trust me when I say this, like, I'm not, and this is to any Chiefs fan out here, like, I'm not, I'm not, it's no diss, but it, it just is what it is. Like, like the Chiefs are, 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 they're not more, you can't catch them more vulnerable than they are right now. And what I mean by that is, is they've been struggling. They really have, you know, like the offense is not the same. It doesn't look the same. It hasn't, it hasn't really, you know, been the same since, since last year they, they, you know, they, they put all their, all their eggs in the, in the, in the young basket with, you know, banking on the development of, of Sky Moore in year two. Right. Um, a rookie and Rashid Rice. Uh, that brought Nicole Hardman back. They've got an aging Travis Kelsey. Uh, and so it's like they put all their eggs in that basket, and uh, it just it had it hadn't worked out as as they probably would have liked it to have worked out so far, so far. And um, they're a little vulnerable. They they are a little bit vulnerable right now. I mean, you look at it last. I mean. They're just—they're coming off of a off of a shocking loss to the Green Bay Packers, in which they lost that game in Green Bay, Lambeau Stadium, uh, Lambeau Field, twenty-seven to nineteen. Twenty-seven to nineteen. Pat Mahomes—he uh, went twenty-one for thirty-three, two hundred and ten yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a pretty good game, four for eighty-one. Um, Isaiah Pacheco had a good game, 18 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, but, man, Jordan Love went off. 25 30 for 36, 267 yards, and three touchdowns. So, I mean, I'm sure they didn't think that they were going to go in there and lose that game to Jordan Love, right, of all people. But, hey, man, it just, go, it just goes to show the parody in this league and that it really is an any given Sunday type of league, right? And so the Chiefs are coming off of a loss, an ugly loss against Green Bay Packers. And I know, you know, you've got people saying, man, you know, I, I, that's what I did not want to face. I didn't want to face a Kansas City Chiefs team coming off of a loss going back to Arrowhead. I don't give a flip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't care. 
I don't, I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're coming off of a loss. I don't care if we're, play, we're playing them at home. Look, we've, we've done it before. So for those who may be, you know, somewhat apprehensive or somewhat nervous about this game, it's all right. Don't be. I can see if this was the Bills that hasn't beaten these guys yet. You know what I'm saying? But they've beaten them before. And this Chiefs team on offense, they're not scary. They, they really aren't. They're not a scary offense. Now, granted, you've got to give your respect to, 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 uh, uh, to Pat Mahomes and to Travis Kelsey and one of the most brilliant offensive minds you know, of, of a generation in future Hall of Fame head coach, in my opinion, Andy Reid. You've got to give your respect, okay? But at the same time, that don't mean you need to be afraid of them. And, and last time I checked, Everybody puts on their pants the same way, and that's one leg at a time. That's what my dad used to tell me. Man, look, you ain't got no reason to be afraid of no man. They all put the pants on the same way. That's one leg at a time, unless you're crazy. So we're going to be all right. That's it. We're going to be all right. And I'm not worried about it, not one bit. And uh, look, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the matchups and, and, and all that kind of stuff here a little bit later. What I want to get into right now, just to kind of get us started, I've got to run back through some of the some of the news that's been going on um, throughout the NFL circles regarding the Buffalo Bills, and I'm going to be very selective. I'm not, you know, about it. And and first and foremost, you know, I've I've got I've got to touch on this and give you my thoughts, brief thoughts on uh, <laughs> MG says yo, I'm not going to be all right. He must be, yo. Know, MG must be a Chiefs fan. Uh, and, and if if MG is not a Chiefs fan, I need and 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 indeed there are they are a Bills fan. I need everybody watching right now to show some love to MG. Uh, let them know it's gonna be I. Right. We're gonna be good. Okay. So, I I first want to want to touch on this and give you my thoughts, and I'm gonna call it like it like 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 I see it. My thoughts on on uh on Ty Dunn's smear campaign of Sean McDermott. Because that's exactly what it is. And I, I and, you know, and I ain't about to waste a whole lot of energy talking about it, but I did want to just touch on, on it. And, and I'll say this, I ain't paying $8 to read that garbage. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, I, I, I heard or I read all I needed to read. And that's when I when I saw when I saw the 25 anonymous in finger quotes anonymous sources come out and 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 talk about the you know Sean McDermott and and all this kind of stuff like that's garbage man. That's garbage. Because all 25 of them whoever they are if they real or not that is some coward mess. Straight coward mess. For one, we have no way of, of, of verifying it or validating it. So in essence, we have to take the man's word for it or we don't. And it just becomes a matter of speculation at that point. You know what I'm saying? And so really, it's, 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 no, it's, it's basically a tabloid piece, in my opinion. You can't verify. You got, you got 25 un, 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 anonymous sources. 25 of them. It sounds to me like a hit piece. It sounds to me like, like somebody's in their feelings and they don't like Sean McDermott. 
That's what it sounds like to me. And 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 I don't give a rip about none of that stuff. Because if because if if you're not man or woman enough to put your name on it and say, yo, this is me, I said this, then I ain't got on time for you. I don't. I don't. It's 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 a bunch of garbage to me. And this guy's going around the circles and he's, you know, making his 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 stops and he's on, you know, he's 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 on the herd with, with Colin Cowherd and and all this. Yo. And he got the nerve to try to try to charge eight bucks for it or whatever, however much it is. It's a money grab. A tabloid piece. Exactly what it is to me. I think it's ridiculous. Absolute ridiculous. Uh it's stupid, man. It really is. And and then and then I question your motive. And the reason why I question the motive is because of the timing of it, right? The timing of it. Supposedly he's been sitting on this stuff for years, right? Why all of a sudden you want to drop this right now? Right before the Bills' biggest game of the season, as they're fighting, clawing for their playoff hopes and aspirations. You want to drop this piece on top of all the other garbage that's going on surrounding the Buffalo Bills already in regards to, to Von Miller. You decide that it's, you know, that you think it's cool to go ahead and drop this right now. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like I said, it's tabloid garbage, money grab, 15 seconds of fame nonsense and i ain't got no time for it that's all my thoughts man <laughs> and 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 uh <laughs> and when in 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 case people are wondering like like what's the you know what's the what's the organization have to say about it you know like how how do they feel about it brandon bean came out brandon bean came out and he said and i quote he said yo everyone is 100 percent behind sean Everyone. And that's all that matters. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. They're behind Sean. They're they're behind him. And they're rallying behind coach. Now, granted, if you whether or not you want to, you know, talk about, you know, some of the comments that 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 he made regarding, you know, 9-11, all that. I mean, we get it. It was dumb. But I was that's so back in the day. You know what I'm saying? He's already apologized for it, all that kind of stuff. Why are we dragging him through the mud for that? We know what he was trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out what he was trying to say. Was it ill taste? Yeah, but was it ill intent? No, none. Absolutely not. So anyway, Brandon Bean, yo, everyone is 100% behind Sean. And that's, a, and, and that's, that's my, that's my, that, that's, that's my stance right now. And I put a, I put a tweet out, I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday, and I basically said this. I said, you know, I, I have shared my opinions about whether or not I think Sean McDermott can lead the Bills to a Super Bowl victory from a coaching perspective, purely a coaching perspective. However, I will not attack the man's character like those 25 cowards did. Instead, I am going to rally behind Coach McDermott, because I want him to succeed. And that's it. I want him to succeed. And I want this team to succeed. I'm not going to smear the man's and talk about his character. I don't know the man like that. Anyway, it's Sean McDermott versus everybody. And uh, 
We're going to find out, man. Like, like if there's some internal beef, you know, in the locker room, we'll, we'll find out real quick. If the players don't rally behind them, and if they lay an if they lay an egg and 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 you see signs of them like quitting and giving up on the field, well then you may want to question some things, right? But until or unless that happens, it's a big fat nothing burger to me, and I'm riding with him. I'm riding with him. Uh, I agree with you, Kim. I agree. Uh, yeah, Morningstar Mind says, yo, yo, did it really upset anyone? You know who cares? Um, they're just pumping it up to make to make him look bad. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. They're trying. They're trying to make him look bad, and they're trying to, and he's trying to. He's trying to step on a man's neck when he's down. You know what I'm saying? He he sees. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Tyler Dunn now. Sees Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills at six and six, in a bad situation in terms of their their record and their playoff aspirations, and he says, "All right, now is the perfect time for me to drop this." This piece. I'm trying to kick the man while he's down. That's exactly what he's doing. The coward. Big coward. But nevertheless, that was my thoughts on it. But you know what? You know what I did like? Not about that. Not about that. On the flip side, we had, you guys know, right, about, about just the national media's fascination with dragging Josh Allen through the mud. For, for whatever reason, I have no idea. It's ridiculous, but it seems like everyone wants to, wants to talk about Josh Allen in a negative light in terms of his play and, and oh, the, the, the turnovers and the interceptions and all this kind of stuff, and they ignore, they, they ignore just how elite the brother is. They, they completely ignore it. They want to harp on his turnovers but ignore the greatness that is Joshua Patrick Allen. And one thing I did love, because it seems like it's just been Buffalo versus everybody, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like either, you, either, either you're, 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 you're a part of Bill's Mafia and you're fighting for your team and you're defending your team, you know, or, or, you know, or nobody is, right? It's just like us against the world. But finally, finally, a member of the national media gets up, clears his throat, and says it with his chest about his thoughts on Josh Allen and all of this national media nonsense surrounding Josh Allen and uh, his turnovers. In case you didn't see it, take a look at what Mike Greenberg said about Josh Allen. Here it is. I know that you know that Josh Allen has turned it over in eight straight games and that he has the most turnovers in the NFL over the last four years. I know you know that because you hear it all the time. It generally comes right after someone on television says, well, Josh Allen is a great player, but let's try something different here. Let's talk about just how great he actually is. Allen has 17 more touchdowns than he does turnovers this year. So for all the talk about those, do you know how many players have a better margin than that? One, Dak Prescott. In fact, Allen has 94 more touchdowns than turnovers the last four seasons. Only Patrick Mahomes has a better margin in the entire league. 
Over those four seasons, while everyone has been busy talking about Allen's turnovers, do you know how many teams have scored more points than the Bills have? None. And only the Chiefs have had a better record. Over those four seasons, Allen himself, personally, has 163 touchdowns, and his team has punted 174 times. He is a one-man offensive machine. And with seven more scores this year, which knowing him, he'll get in like two weeks, he will become the first quarterback ever with four consecutive 40-touchdown seasons. Peyton, Patrick, Brady, Breeze, Brett, none of them did that. Allen is about to. So now let's consider where the Bills are right this minute. If their kicker makes one lousy field goal in Philadelphia, and if they don't have 12 men on special teams against Denver, they would be 8-4, and four, and Josh Allen would be the leading candidate for MVP. So in conclusion, let me say this. The year that Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs, I never once heard anyone mention that he also struck out 175 times. Why? Because he was so good, it more than made up for the imperfection. Josh Allen is that good, too. And there is no need to put a but at the end of that sentence. Man. Yo, standing ovation from my man Greeny right there. He could, I couldn't have said it better myself. He, he hit the nail on the head. Shout out to him because that's exactly what's been going on with the media. Like, like they've been ignoring this brother's achievements. They've been ignoring just how great he is because of some turnovers. <laughs> and we can't sit here and act like this would not be a completely different story if, like he said, if it was just, if if we flip two of those losses around, just two, two of them, like he mentioned, the Philly loss, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and 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 the Denver, you, you, fl you flip those two, you flip those two around, it's a completely different story, completely different story. I'm telling you, when the Bills lose, they lose because of themselves. Nobody's really just beating this team. Nobody. Outside of maybe the, the Bengals. That's the only team that's really beaten the Bills like that. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, this team has beaten themselves. Josh Allen. It's like they haven't let that go since week one against the Jets, four interceptions. Had he have played a cleaner game in week one? Let's just talk. I mean, had Josh Allen played a cleaner game week one, the Bills would have won that game. Okay? Uh, um, the Denver Broncos game. Bills should have won that game. The Patriots game. We know the Bills should have won that game, right? The defense would have done something. The Bills should. Bills would have won that game. Okay. The Eagles game. You know that game was right there for the for the taking. Okay. Defense. We let the team down right there at the end. Okay. I'm talking. That's four wins. That's four. That's four losses right there. Flip those around, right now. And where does that leave the Bills? Huh? 10 and 2. 10 and 2. And we're talking about the number one seed and Josh Allen easily the MVP candidate. Nothing changed outside of, you know, maybe some turnovers in week one. That's it. MVP candidate. I'm telling you right now. That's how finicky national media is right now. That's how, that's how pathetic it is, really. And so. We know what's up. Bills Mafia, we we understand we understand what it is. I really do. And and so like this team is right there. 
they've made they've made mistakes and they and they've made the bear that they got that they're currently sleeping in right now. But it would be a completely different story. And you cannot deny the fact that Josh Allen would be the MVP candidate right now. I mean, if we're, if we're just going on stats alone, he would be it. But we know that an MVP, especially for a quarterback, is not just based upon stats. It's based upon wins, even though wins aren't really a quarterback stat in and of themselves. But because the team is 6-6, six and six, they completely throw whatever, I mean, everything else that Josh has done this year out the window. And you know they're grabbing at straws and trying to find somebody because it's like a new MVP candidate every single week. Every single week, it's like, it's like somebody new. Now Brock Purdy or, you know, it's – anyway. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad Greeny said what he said because, you know, I'm sure Bills Mafia was just tired of having to defend this team constantly over and over and over again. And, and even before he put that video out, he had another one where he was like, he got, he got on live and he like, he ripped up, he ripped up the show notes. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, yo, the producers are up here trying to, trying to be petty and, 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 and trying to do some like you know, over under Josh Allen turnovers against the chiefs. And he was like, man, yo, I've had enough. And he ripped that thing live and, and went in because that's the truth, man. Like, like the media, like they, 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 they are, they have an axe to grind with, with, uh, with, with Josh, with this team. I don't know why. Maybe they're still butthurt about the Bills not, not making the Super Bowl when they, when they all predicted them to make it, you know, last year. And they're like, yo, I've got an axe to grind. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you guys. I don't understand what, what's going on, but nevertheless, what the Bills need to do right now is forget the noise. And just focus on what they need to focus on. That's it. And allow everything else, all of this noise, all this, all this nonsense, all this negativity, all of this adversity, allow it all to be chips on their shoulders that turn into boulders, that turn into a mountain. Because I guarantee you this, nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody that's currently in the AFC playoff seating right now wants to see these Buffalo Bills sneak in, even if it's as a wild card. They do not want to see this team in the playoffs. They do not. I'm telling you right now. All of them. Every last one of them. I mean, let's, let's just go through it. Let's go through it. Huh? Let me let me let me let me look at the standings right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, and I and I don't fear none of them. I ain't afraid of none of them. Miami Dolphins currently the number one seed, nine and three. The Dolphins don't want to see the Bills in playoff. They, they I don't care. They don't. They they remember that butt whooping they took earlier. They don't want to see them again. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens don't want to see the Bills in the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs. They don't want to. See, I'm telling. They don't. They do not want to see this team in the playoffs. Jacksonville Jaguars at number four. They may be like, we beat y'all before. And that's a team that, I mean, we, we still have to come over the hump, right? Because we haven't beaten them yet. The Cleveland Browns at five. The Colts at six. The Texans at seven. Steelers at eight. Broncos and the bank. Look, they don't want to see us. They don't. 
And so they're all hoping for the Bills' demise, right? But even when I, like I, I mentioned those names right now that are currently, you know, in in the in the AFC standings right now. So, so I mean, playoff standings. So we got like, let's just start, let's just go from five to seven. Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans. That makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it makes me want to throw up. There's no way in in on God's green earth, I want to watch the playoffs that include the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, I mean, I mean, you know, I like CJ Stroud. You know, he looks good. But I mean, come on now, the Browns, the Colts. No way. The Bills got to handle business. Bills got that they have to handle business. And uh once they get in, it's all she wrote. It's all she wrote. Flat out. And uh, I'm looking through the chat right now, and I'm looking at, yo, Mike. Mike, really? He says, yo, Josh is on fire right now. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, of course. He's on fire. We all know it. Josh is, his numbers are ridiculous. But this, but, but we, this is what we can expect from Josh. Okay? It's what we can expect from him every year. I mean, I'm looking at him right now. Let me see here. Uh, 3,214 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, let me see here. I'm, I'm trying to look at his, at his rushing stats too. It's not showing it right here. Let me, let me pull it up. Um, I'm about to go to a, I'm going to have to go to another site here to pull up his, his rushing stats. But Josh is killing the game. He's killing the game, man. He really is. And that's the thing about it is, is, is when, Josh, when Josh is in his bag, he's, he's, he's nearly impossible to stop. He is nearly impossible to stop. And, uh, we're, I mean, we're witnessing that right now. This year right now, like I mentioned, 3,214 passing yards. Josh rushing yards, he, he has 342 rushing yards on the ground. Nine rushing touchdowns. Nine rushing touchdowns, 24 passing touchdowns. 33 total combined touchdowns from Josh Allen. Like he's, he's, he's on another level, and he's been doing this every year. It's what we can expect, Okay. Is what we can expect. So anyway, uh, yeah, we all know it, it would be a completely different story if Josh Allen, you know, and the Buffalo Bills were had a better record. If they had a better record, he'd be he'd be hands down MVP right now. And like Courtney says, yo, Josh Allen's he he's unstoppable. He is unstoppable. And Donald comes in. Donald Dunson says, yo, I'm with you, Rev. When we're firing on all cylinders, we can beat anyone in this league. It's just I don't remember the last time we were firing on all cylinders. Well, I mean, go back to last week. I mean, not last week, but against the against the Eagles. Like, like the Bills were the Bills were doing their thing, man. Like offense was on fire. Now, granted, the defense kind of pooped the bed a little bit in the second half, you know, but as far as Josh and the offense is concerned, 
they were doing what they had to do. And they've and they've and they've looked they've and they've looked good uh, ever since they made the switch at offensive coordinator from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. Joe Brady's got these guys playing differently, man. And I know it's I know it's only been two weeks, but you can see you you can see the 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 transformation. You can see like the offenses that you know, like they have their swag back, right? They got their swag back, man. And, and, that, and that's all you want. That's what you want from this team. Because that's what we expect. That's what we've been accustomed to seeing week in and week out. So, I mean, it makes you want to, you know. Now, this goes back to Sean McDermott. As far as the coaching standpoint is, is concerned, why he didn't make the switch earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, had he have made the switch to Brady earlier in the season, I think an argument can be made that the Bills would be in a better situation. But, hey, it is what it is. We can't correct what's already happened. All we can do is focus on, on the now. And uh, there's no reason for concern, man, because the Bills, the, Bills, the Bills are on their thing right now. We just need the defense to really catch up, you know. We need the defense to catch up. And all things considered, I thought they've been doing okay. Okay. Eagles, they let, they, they let off the gas. I'm curious. Here, here, here's what I am wanting to see. I need to see Sean McDermott not only coach like, like this is the last game he's going to be coaching with the Buffalo Bills, but I want I need him I need him to just pull out all the stops defensively. Don't let off the gas. Do not let off the gas. In a second, I don't care what the score is. I don't care, you know, if you're up by 30 points. Do not let off the gas. Keep your pedal on the floor. Foot on their throats. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. Be aggressive for 60 doggone minutes on defense. If they just do that, <laughs> the Bills will be fine. It's when Sean McDermott gets kind of, you know, conservative in the end of the game. You know, if they're, if, if they're up or something like that, then, then he'll get real conservative and get comfortable. And then when a game starts to get on the line, then he gets even more conservative. I don't need that. Be aggressive all game long until that clock says zero all the way across. Anyway, we'll talk about keys to the game. A little bit later in the show. Shout out to everybody, man, who's watching right now. Do me this favor. Smash that like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Go to supportbf.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And I agree with Augustine. He says, yo, Rev, he has to put feet to the pedal. Oh, well, 100%. Okay. 100%. Now, as we transition here a little bit, um, we, we also got some news that came out, I think it was today, um, regarding the roster. So Dawson Knox has been officially activated from injured reserve. And uh, in order to do so, they went ahead and released linebacker A.J. Klein from the active roster. So... Dawson Knox coming off of his, his wrist injury and wrist surgery, he has been 
officially activated from IR. And according to uh, head coach Sean McDermott, he he said that uh, he has a good chance to play against the Chiefs. So I'm sure, I'm sure, look, I'm sure, I am sure Dawson Knox is feeling good. And um, if anybody is, you know, you, you got your fantasy team right now and you're looking for a tight end or whatever, I would I would probably look to picking up Dawson Knox because it could be he, he could if he plays, which I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to play. He might have himself a game because I mean you feel like look the brother yo he's feeling good right now, right? I mean he's feeling good. Uh, you know we're on the street and we saw it. Yo hey man yo he's 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 uh soon to be married, right? You know what I'm saying and so. Shout out to Dawson for that. Uh, and then, you know, he's coming off of this off of this injury. He's feeling good. He's feeling better. He's no longer on IR. He's been activated. So, and he has a chance to play. So, I mean, the, the brother's feeling good, you know, and he's healthy. So I'm like, yo, hey, if if, if you got him on fantasy, if you need, if you need to tie in on fantasy, I'd probably pick him up. It could be the game in which he he has a he has a very good game, a nice showing. But uh Dawson Knox. Say what you want about the guy um, on the field in terms of his production. He brings a lot to the Buffalo Bills offense. He really does. I mean, first of all, I mean, he he is a he is a vet. He is a vet, okay? 27 years young. Um, he's been with the Bills how long? When did he get drafted? When did, when did he join the Bills? What year? What year? What year was he drafted? Twenty nineteen. So he's been with the Bills since twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, and he's come up the, the you know the, the just just the the long way because you know we 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 remember when he when he got drafted that he, you know he was real rough along the edges. He had a long way to go. Um, and he learned a lot from Lee Smith. Remember Lee Smith and all that kind of stuff, you know. But you know he has grown to be a very good and reliable professional tight end for the Buffalo Bills. He has been that guy. For us, um, he brings leadership quality back to that locker room and back to the offense that can only bode well for this team going forward. When you need as much as as much positivity, as much things you can rely on as possible to climb yourself out of this out of this hole. Josh even said it himself in his press conference. He's like, "Yo, like, I feel good about this because like, like you know, we look we look to the leaders in this locker room." There's no doubt that Dawson Knox is one of those guys. And he's coming back right on time. And so when you've got guys like Dalton Kincaid and he can look at Dawson Knox, you know what I'm saying? And he can see him, you know, suiting up and getting ready for this game. And 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 Josh Allen, you know, he, you know, Josh trusts him emphatically. So that's that's good for the offense. It really is. They need all hands on deck if they want to, you know. Uh, climb out of this hole and 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 fight for their playoff lives. Speaking of of Dalton Kincaid, like and really like what it means to him to have Dawson Knox. I mean, he he said he said um on his press conference he said though yo I'm I'm excited for him to be back out there, and I'm quoting him I'm I'm excited for him to be back out there. It's a lot more fun when you're in twelve personnel and and you've got a guy in your room out there with you. Now, let's just pause right there and talk about this. He said it's a lot more fun when you're in 12 personnel. 12 personnel. 
We know about that, right? The one, the one running back, two tight end offense. We we know that's what Ken Dorsey was trying to do in the year. Sometimes it looked good, other times it didn't. They're trying to, uh, you know, find matchup problems, you know, and really just be, be real versatile on offense. They can they can kind of morph into whoever they need to be from a week to week standpoint. Having Dawson Knox on the field is not a bad thing for the Bills. It really isn't. Like I said, it's going to help Dalton Kincaid, but it's going to help Josh too because, you know, he's looking for that reliable outlet. He really is. And sadly, he hasn't really gotten it from Gabe Davis. He really hasn't on a consistent basis. And so he's used to Dawson Knox. I think we can see that. Now, I know people will talk about Dawson's drops and all that kind of stuff, and, and I get it. I really get it. Um, although this year, I mean, and granted, it's it's been a um, well. Let me let me take a look at it here because I want to look at his his catch rate. Um, I mean, it's been okay, right? It's been okay. Uh, this year so far, I mean, is it, well, no, I, I take that back. <laughs> it really hasn't. Okay. He's, he's barely over 50, 50% catch rate on the year so far. Okay. But it's a small sample size. My only concern with Dawson potentially playing Sunday is, is, um, if Joe Brady feels a need to go with that package very heavy, you know, like a 12 personnel heavy game. Now I'm no offensive coordinator, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe he sees something that we don't see in terms of matchups are concerned and, and, and whatnot. But, but what, I, what I'm saying is, this: I hope he doesn't feel the need to force it. You know what I'm saying? Because so far in his absence, I mean, the bills have been doing well offensively in the past couple of games. Dawson, I mean Dalton Kincaid has been doing his thing, and 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 the offense has 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 really looked very good the last couple of games, and so I don't necessarily want anything to throw that off kilter. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And so that's my only concern. However, however, if it's what helps this team beat the Chiefs. Then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, so let me know what you guys think about about Dawson Knox. Uh, Kim, Kim Betts says, you know, I think that Dawson Knox will be on a snap count. Well, yeah, I, I think I think we can we can anticipate that, right? I mean, I mean, coming off that wrist injury, we don't want him to do too much. I, I, I would imagine. Um, I want to see him, you know, in the in the run game to see if he happens to favor that wrist, you know, at all when it comes to the blocking aspect of his game. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll just, we'll just, we'll really just see, we'll really just see. And so I'm glad to see uh, Dawson Knox activated and um, I hope he gets on the field and, uh, and he has a good game for the Bills. I really do. Uh, moving on, moving on. Um, so let's, let's go ahead and jump into this matchup here real quick. Okay. Let's, let's jump into this matchup. Um, before I do that, though, I, I do want to 
just uh let's just take a look at some 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 injury notes okay so we already saw that 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 they have activated Dawson Knox but I'll tell you what when I looked at this injury report I can't recall the last time I saw an injury report look this clean <laughs> you know what I mean I mean this injury report looks super clean I must say and uh let me share my screen in case you guys haven't seen it just yet um where is it at here there you go so here it is i'm sharing my screen with you all let me know if you can see it or not so right here so all through the week look at look at those look at those full participants in practice i mean just look at that that is that's beautiful right the only one who hadn't participated at all in practice this week uh, for for one day, I mean, was really Von Miller, right? Uh, veteran rest day Wednesday. Then he, you know, everybody's participated. Everybody's. I mean, look, Kyrie Elam, full participant. He's questionable, right? And uh, I forgot to mention him because, you know, I mean, he's he's designated to return as well. So you've got Kyrie Elam there, questionable. Uh, Leonard Floyd, you know, he's 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 a full participant. Dane Jackson back, you know, from his concussion. He's a full participant. Dawson Knox, like we mentioned. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. Taylor Rapp back. Thankfully, you know, that was that, that was scary what happened to him um in the Eagles game. So I'm glad to see that he's a full participant. Obviously, like the like the game status for these guys are not you know, they're not listed, but we already know we can we can pretty much assume that these guys are gonna be playing. Um outside of those who are currently listed as questionable, which is Kyrie Elam and Dawson Knox. But needless to say, God, it looks good, right? It looks good. So, and look at this comment from Bruce. He says, yo, are we back? <laughs> That's funny. And then Tyler responds, yo, hey, all the way. All the way, baby. Bills by a billion. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that that, that injury report looks it looks clean. It looks clean. Uh, now, the same cannot be said for the Kansas City Chiefs, though, right? Because we got news that, man, they're going to be out, what, like four starters? Four starters, if, I, if I'm, if I'm, if I am correct, let me pull it up here. Um, so, yeah. So the Chiefs, they are ruling out running back Isaiah Pacheco, um, linebacker Drew Tranquil, who, by the way, came, who came in for Nick Bolton, who's, who's been injured. He's out. Um, DB uh, Brian... Uh, Brian Cook, offensive tackle, Donovan Smith. Isaiah Pacheco, Drew Tranquil, Brian Cook, and Donovan Smith for the game against the Bills. Four players. So, I mean, it goes back to what I had mentioned earlier about, about the vulnerability of this team. And so, I mean, they're vulnerable already as it is just from offensive standpoint. But then... You know, you add the injuries and, and those who are already ruled out. I mean, it's it's for the taking for the Bills. They have no reason 
to lose this game. All things considered, there really is no reason for this team to lose. None. A super chat coming in from uh, Morning Mayan Linda West. I appreciate your super chat. She says, yo, Rev, can you lead a, ma- a mafia manifestation? <laughs> Have everyone close their eyes and imagine as if we just got the dub on KC. See it, hear it, feel it happen. Well, Morning Star, I mean, Morning Mayan, I think you already did it for us. You know what I'm saying? Uh Hey, just have faith. That's all you need. Just, just have faith in this team. Have faith in it. They've done it before. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, the Buffalo Bills have been here before. They have been in Arrowhead in the regular season and beaten these Chiefs with, I would say, a far better offensive team than they are right now. Okay? On top of that, the Buffalo Bills have gone on a remarkable run that got them into the playoffs before. They did it last year. They did it the year before last. So just from a frame of reference standpoint, you you already know what the Bills are capable of doing. We already know it. Okay? It's just a matter of of, of, of them doing it themselves and i have full faith in this team to get her done baby you know what i'm saying this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a lexus suv a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited experience the versatility of the complete line of lexus suvs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go. So now, <clears throat> we talked about the injuries um, and the injury report to the Buffalo Bills and how clean that looks. We talked about the, the Kansas City Chiefs going to be without four starters. Can, can, what kind of an impact is that going to is that going to have on their offense? You're looking at offensive tackle. Right? Offensive tackle Donovan Smith out and their running back Isaiah Pacheco. Just those two guys alone. Especially Pacheco. That that's that's going to be huge because let me pull it up. I want to pull up his I want to pull up his his stats. Um, where is he at? Here it is. Isaiah Pacheco, man, like he has, he has done a fantastic job for this team. And right now this year, Isaiah Pacheco has almost 800 yards rushing, 779 rushing yards 
on the season so far for Isaiah Pacheco. 4.4 yards average per carry, six rushing touchdowns. All right. He's already, he's likely going to eclipse last year's numbers. Last year, he had 830 yards rushing. So he's already at 779, 780. He's going to get that. Okay. He is probably one of the reasons, one of the key cogs in that offense. And one of the main reasons why they have um, been as successful as they have been, especially the last couple of years, they, they you, you've seen them since the absence of, of Tyreek Hill, they've, they've had a morph, right? And they've had to morph into a more running football team. Isaiah Pacheco is the reason for that. In addition to their offensive line. So, when you remove him from the equation, that limits them in what they want to do. So they're likely going to have to rely on Clyde Erezilaire, who <laughs> has done nothing since joining the Chiefs and uh, lost his job in the first place to, to Pacheco. So uh, it so there, there there's a very real possibility that the Buffalo Bills already are going to have the Chiefs in uh, in a situation in which they are one-dimensional. And that's in the past game. Now, does that mean that, that Andy Reid will choose not to run the ball? No, of course not. He's going to try. He's going to try. But as long as the defense can shut down Clyde Ayers, Hilaire, which I fully anticipate them doing so, that's going to that's gonna bode well for the Bills' defense because now they just have to worry about stopping who? Travis Kelsey, all right, respect. Rashi Rice. Who else? Watson, Sky Moore. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, really, who else? Who else? You know, so I'm not worried about it. So don't be worried, Mafia. Now, on defense, though, the Chiefs have been very good on defense. Now, let's now let's. Let's talk about that. Now, their, their defense has been very good. But, again, they're going to be without Drew Tranquil, the, the starting linebacker. So, the Bills really have no excuse. They have no excuse to lose this game. The only way they lose this game is if they beat themselves with crazy penalties and buffoonery-level coaching. And that's it. And I think we all can agree with that. Okay. And I, I'm going to talk about it here later about what I anticipate happening um, from a score prediction standpoint, but not right now. As we pivot in this show, as we pivot, I've got to talk about who needs to. Put up, shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, as we take a glance into this matchup here, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs for the Bills playoff hopes right here. Okay, massive game. Make no mistake about it. Massive game. Who, though, on this squad, Offense or defense needs to put up or shut up. 
there's got to be somebody or some players that you're like, you know what, man, Rev, like this dude right here has been doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. And I need him. I need to see this player put up a shut up in this game. Who is your choice? I want you to drop that in the chat, and I'm going to read him live. I'm going to read him live on the show. And, uh, you know, like there, there's a player to me. <laughs> there's a player. <laughs> there's a player to me who I think he just has like a running tab, you know, on this segment on my show. Because he always seems to be on there because, well, quite frankly, he needs to be on there. And and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like so tired of the up and down, the, uh, the roller coaster, boom or bus level perform. I, I just, and I already see y'all talking about it in the chat. Yo, Ken, Ken look, Gabe Davis for me, man, like. It's almost it's almost every week. It is almost every week. And and yeah, I'm with you, Amy. Like, I mean, she says, Yeah, I take that back. I love Gabe. Well, I, I mean, I love him too. No need to take it back. Uh, oh, there she goes. She put him back on her. But for me, it's like, yo, he deserves to be on there because this guy is upward. He is a roller coaster. He is. Yo, if 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 you want to look it up, if you want to look up boomer bust, if you know, <laughs> you look up boomer bust, the definition of boomer bust, I guarantee you, there's probably got to be a face, a picture of, of, of Gabe Davis there. Right. And I love Gabe. I really do, man. I mean, the guy's a great guy. You know, we hear all this talk about him, you know, in the locker room and how, how, how great of a guy he is. I mean, Josh Allen just speaks glowingly about him and how much of a hard worker he is. And just just a genuinely good dude. But, on the field, he's he's up or down. He's up or down, and and what's frustrating is that like at the end of the year, you look you look up at the end of the year, and you look at his numbers and his and his stats like the past couple of years, and be like, oh, he 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 did pretty good, because he all he I mean he manages to get some numbers right. I mean, we look at last year, he ended the year with eight hundred and thirty six yards receiving, seven receiving touchdowns. And you're like, really? Gabe did that last last year, really? Yeah, I mean, he did it. But this year, I mean, he has 595 receiving yards. 595. His average yards per reception is always it's always up here. 15.3, just a little bit over 15 yards per, per reception. I mean, it's part for the course is what he does. It's, you know, I mean, from a career standpoint, I mean, 16 and a half yards per reception for Gabe. He has six, he has six touchdowns. Gabe has six touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird, isn't it? Like, it doesn't even seem like it. Like, he's already about to eclipse what, he, what he's done. He, he, he'll probably end the year with his highest receiving touchdown total of his career. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, right? Like, I just thought about it. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now, and I almost can't believe it. I can't, I almost can't believe it. The game has six receiving touchdowns this year. Last year he had seven. The year before last, remember that you remember that against you know in, you know that year they went to the playoffs and they had that, that he had that great game in, in the playoffs against the Chiefs. 
six receiving touchdowns for the for the year. In his rookie year, he had seven. So like Gabe is on part, he's on part to obliterate his own receiving touchdown record. And that is just nuts to me. Because when you can do that, but then you have these absences throughout the season. It's like almost on, on a game-to-game basis, up and down, up and down. You know, one game, I mean, what I mean, one, one week, like against the Philadelphia Eagles, he has six receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. 8.8 yards per target. But then the week before that, against the Jets, goose egg. Zero targets, zero receptions. And then before that, two receptions on two tar- on six targets for 56 yards against the Denver Broncos. And then against the Cincinnati Bengals, zero receptions. And then you go back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, there's nine for 87 in a touchdown. And then the week before that against, against, uh, against New England, one reception for six yards. Week before that against the, against the Giants, three for 21. Week before that against the Jags in London, six for 100 in a touchdown. Against the Dolphins, three for 61, a touchdown. The Commanders, one for 35 in a touchdown. Raiders, six for 92 in a touchdown. And then week one, two for 32, no touchdowns. Like this guy is up or he is the, he is, he is boomer bust. Absolutely boomer bust. It is so it is so frustrating. It's so frustrating to me as a fan. I don't know what kind I don't know what game I yo, I had to drop him for my fantasy league. I got I couldn't even play the guy. I got tired of it. I was like, man, forget it. I just I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it. It cost me a game. You know what I'm saying? And then like when I benched you, you know, you decided you decided to have hundred yards against the Eagles. Like it's crazy. Um, but they call him big game gate. So he just shows up for big games. You know what I'm saying? So like (laughs) he, he, I am confused. I really am confused about this dude because I'm like, I want to say he, he has the ability. He has a talent. I just don't know why he can't put it together on a week to week basis. I just don't know, but tomorrow's a big game. And all that matters to me is that he shows up. Every single game from here on out is a big game. So maybe, just maybe, we get to see big game Gabe for the remaining five games in the regular season. Playoffs, we'll see what happens. Maybe he just goes on a tear from here on out because he wants to get paid. I don't know, man, but Gabe Davis, dude, he needs... He needs he needs he needs to show up. I just don't know how else to say it. And then when you talk about like from a contract perspective, like like if you were Brandon Bean, would you pay him? Would you pay him? Would you? To be your wide receiver number two. Let me look at I want to take a look and, and see uh I want to see if spot track it has like a has like a value for Gabe Davis so far right now. Um, let me pull it up because I want to. Are you kidding me? 
There's no way. So right now, let me show you guys on my screen. I, I can't see it. I really can't see it. Um, now, take it for what it's worth, right? I mean, spot track, you know, is not right all the time. But this is just this is just for reference sake. Okay. So when we look at Gabe Davis here, and we're looking at it on spot track, this is what they have calculated market value for Gabe Davis. So if he were to hit the, if he, you know, if he hits the, the, the market, free agency, they have a mark, look, a contract that they have four years, $54.3 million. With an average annual salary of $13.5 million. Are you paying that for Gabe? Are you, are you doing that? That's craziness. Yo. And then here's 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 who they who they comped him to. They comped Gabe. I guess this is from a contract standpoint. Yeah, contract status and a statistical production to compare Gabe Davis to. Mike Williams. Remember him? Okay. Alan Lazard. Christian Kirk. There's no way. Give me, I'd take Christian Kirk over Gabe right now, all day, every day. Michael Gallup. Did these guys really just get that kind of money? That's crazy. Michael Gallup. Signed a five-year, fifty-seven and a half million dollar contract, eleven and a half average salary. Okay, we know, we know, we know. Christian Kirk just exploded the market. And Jags, they, I think, they overpaid for him. Alan Lazard got four for forty-four. Mike Williams three for sixty. That's crazy, man. That was back in twenty twenty-one for for Mike Williams. Golly. I mean, maybe that's the average rate, the going rate for like a wide receiver too. But from a production standpoint, like like a week to week production standpoint, like I get it. Like if you look at the numbers at the end of the season, they'll be there. But on a week to week basis, it's it's too it is way too um, inconsistent for me. I just can't do it. I can't do it. There's no way. Louis says, yo, absolutely not. Heck no. Jeremy says, absolutely no way. Brian Day says, not worth it. Oh, dude, I, I just can't see that, man. Yo, I hope not. And again, I like Gabe, but I just, especially when you understand where the bills are cap-wise, and I get, I think they can make some 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 moves and to free up some space, but I'm not. I'm not willing to pay him that kind of money. I wouldn't do that. I think, you know, you know, and here is my thoughts. Like I, I got kind of confused when I saw them at the beginning of the year, when, when Sean McDermott named him a captain, I was like, Oh, it's over with. They named him a captain. So we know what that means. <laughs> He's probably going to be here next year. And for the foreseeable future. Cause I don't see them naming him a captain for one year and then letting them walk in free agency. And then when you hear them talk about Gabe, you know, he like fits their DNA from a culture standpoint, right? Works hard, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not taking that away from him, but golly, man, I don't know. Maybe Brandon Bean will be like, this is what we'll hear him say 
um, when free agency hits, he'll say, yo, Gabe Davis has earned the right to test free agency. Because <laughs> you know when he says that, you know what that means, right? You, that means that they're not going to resign. They have a value. They're not, they're not moving from it, and uh, they're going to let him walk. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and I didn't want to get into free agency talk, but I just had to talk about it since I got him on my put up or shut up list. Anybody else on your list for put up or shut up? Now, A Cash, AK Cash says, yo, Tremaine was a captain who they let walk. Yeah, but Tremaine was a captain for multiple years. That's the difference. Like, this is his first year for game. That's his first year. Anyway, um, Anybody else on the put up or shut up list? I want to see. I saw a lot of Gabe Davises on, on, in the chat. Is there anybody else that you would put on this list that you need to see? Put up or shut up. Uh, yo, I see some Vaughn Millers. Do we want to go there? I mean, hey. He's not he's not inactive. So say what you want about it, but you know, I mean, and, and Brandon Bean has talked about it in terms of Von Miller's concern, like, hey, they're letting the process play out. So uh he's not he's not deactivated. So I mean, we'll see what happens game day, right? Because I think we can all I think we all can agree that Vaughn deserves to be on this list. If he if he if he in fact plays tomorrow, he needs to be on this list because Vaughn Miller, he has not, he has just hasn't he has not been doing anything. I'm almost at a loss for words, and I've been trying to like, you know, be patient and understanding that hey man, this guy's coming off of another torn ACL. He's up in age in his 30s. He may have come back a little bit too soon, and uh, you know all of that. But, yo, if he's on the field and they felt like he was ready enough to get on the field as long as he's been on the field so far, then I need to see him produce. And and I get it. There's like this ramp-up period, right? You know, a couple of games, a few games. But golly, man, like this guy, like you might as well just not even dress him at this point. I mean, let's just be honest. Vaughn Miller has not lived up to the building. He, he he has not lived up to it. I know we want to poo-poo on that contract, and I get it, but in essence, it really is a three-year contract. You know what I'm saying? So had it not been for that ACL, I mean, last year he was on a he was on a rampage. Unfortunate. Just an unfortunate set of circumstances for him. This year is just not his year. He's trying his best to come back, but he's just not where he needs to be. You know, but let somebody else play. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not going to, if you can't produce, if you're not at that level, and how long has Vaughn been back? How many games has he played? Let me pull that up. How many games has Vaughn played this year? Let me pull, let me, let me pull that up. This year, um, he's played eight games. Eight games. 
in eight games this year so far since coming back. Um, nothing. Zero sacks. Absolutely nothing. I mean, this is it, this is remarkable because, like, if you look at this, if you look at the stat sheet, it is a bunch of zeros all across the stat sheet, a ton of zeros. And I almost can't believe this right here because, um, it looks like, okay, we know he has zero sacks, but it looks like he only has one solo tackle. That can't be right. That can't be right. Oh, snap, it is right. Two combined tackles, one solo tackle. And eight games played this year. And he's 34 years old. It's not good. It's not good. Like, I, I like, oh, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, so, so for me, this... Set him down. Shut him down, right? Shut him down. I, I know they're trying to, they're hoping that they're going to get this closer involved, but it's, 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 it's been evident for a long time now that, that he is just not there. He's not there. His snap percentage has, has, has decreased, you know, quite a bit. And so uh, I would say he needs to put up a shut up, but I don't, I don't think, I think this year's a wash for him. I really, I really do. So now it's a matter of, you know, other guys stepping up. AJ Epinesa, you know, uh, Kingsley Jonathan. Like, we need these other guys to step up. And, and Greg Rousseau, because Vaughn, Vaughn is, I mean, he's just not hes just not there. So he definitely needs to put up a shut up. So for me, it's Gabe Davis, Vaughn Miller. Um, anybody else? Those are probably the two top ones for me. The two top ones that I need to see put up a shut up. And uh, those are actually the two that I've seen in the chat as well. So shout out to you guys for participating in that. I appreciate that. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm looking at my notes here. As we move on in this show, do we want to do this? Do I want to do this? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. This is time. All right. So now, it's the, forgive me, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating whether or not I want to do the segment, but I'm going to go ahead and do the segment because I need to fire y'all up. And we got to get fired up for this game tomorrow. Bills, Chiefs. And it can only mean one thing. On my mama. On my mama. I put that on my mama. On my mama time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for On My Mama. On My Mama, in case you're brand new to Rated Rev and you don't know what the heck is going on, you know what I mean by On My Mama. On My Mama is a segment in which I, myself, and everybody in the chat who decides to participate puts a fire-hot take about this game and about the Bills, or it could be about the opposing team, and they do it on they mama. On my mama, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And it's got to be a fire hot take, too. So that's what I'm talking about. On my mama, baby. 
What do y'all got? I drop them in the chat. Drop them in the chat. Uh, let me see here. Do I want to? Let me see. Yeah. So on my mama here, I'm, I'm going. I'm going through the chat here. Handsome comes in, says, "Yo, on my mama, the Bills better come out on top and not loses at the end in ten seconds." Yes, they better not do that on my mama. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, here we go. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. Kim Bet says, yo, oh, my mama, the Bills get the 40 burger. Kim, hey, look at me. I see you. We are right there. And you're going to find out here a little bit later. Oh, my mama, the Bills get the 40 burger. That's what I'm talking about, Kim. I love it. Uh, Donald Comler says, yo, oh, my mama, this could be the end of the Chiefs dynasty. Oh. Really? Like that, Donald? Okay. I mean, they still got Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. We'll see. But, hey, I like it. Uh, AK Cash says, yo, all my mama bills better show up and drop 34 points. I like it. <laughs> oh, no. Jack Fitzgerald comes in. Yo, man, he just he just takes his he yo he just decides to use all my mama uses mama and just go after Sean McDermott. He says, "All my mama Sean McDermott gotta go. All my mama Sean McDermott gotta go." Well, Jack, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying you're right. But uh, we'll see soon enough, will we not? Because if these Bills lose tomorrow. Um, that's gonna be all the talk of the town. The Bills lose and the Bills don't make the playoffs. Oh my gosh! But anyway, we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna we're not gonna go there because I gotta get y'all fired up for this show. I mean, for this game. All right. Uh, let me see here. Apex comes in and says, "Yo, all my mama Bills gonna make a mockery of the Chiefs." That's it. See, you see, I'm with you on that. I really am. I'm with you on that. Uh, Mario says, "Yo, I mean, Marco says, yo, all my mama T Bass can't miss." Tyler Bass, man, golly. That dude was supposed to be clutch. He was supposed to be clutch. Uh, he hasn't been doing, he hasn't been doing what he needs to do. You got one job. Just one. Man, that's to kick the dog on football through the uprights. That's it. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to tackle nobody. Nothing. Kick the blasted football through the uprights. When you got to do it. That's all you got to do. One stinking job. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Luis Matos comes in and says, yo, all my mama Joshua have two touchdowns. That's it, Luis? That's it? Yo, surely you can do better than that, baby. Okay. Oh, my mama, he says, yo, all my mama Josh Allen would have two running touchdowns. So are you talking about two passing and two rushing? So four in total? Or are you just saying he's only going to have two rushing? Because if it's four total, then that's what I'm talking about right there. Brock Campbell says, yo, on my mama, Josh, four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, 40 burger, go Bills. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Brock, I love it. 
I love it. Lewis comes back in and says, yo, all my mama Knox will have a touchdown. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> uh, where is it at? Handsome says, yo, money makes people act funny. Um, that's not what I was trying to pull up. Amy, all my mama, they're going to win for head coach, love and support, and beat some Chiefs in their own house. Go Bills. That's where I'm at. That's exactly where I'm at. Sophia comes in. Sophia, God's friend, comes in. Yo, all my mama, the Bills start a nine-game winning streak starting tomorrow on my mama. I absolutely love it. <laughs> All right, so Marco says, yo, on my mama, James Cook, 125 plus. Ooh, wee. I like it. To me, I got to say this. Yo, Tamir Taylor must be a, a Chiefs fan. He says, yo, on my mama, YouTube rant is going to be in full effect after the Bills disappoint y'all again. Well, Tamir, uh, there's no doubt about it that the, the rants are going to be in full effect. That's just what we do. It is what it is. If the Bills don't win, we already know the playoffs are probably done. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't run my mouth too quickly. I wouldn't do it too quickly. You'll find out sooner or later, baby, about what these Bills are all about. Because on my mama, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it here. Luis says, y'all, on my mama, the Bills will make the playoffs. Here we go. All right. So let me give y'all my on my mama take because I'm telling you right now. I'm going to go back to what I had mentioned earlier in the show about Josh Allen in that press conference. He had something in his eyes. He had a little, a little cocky smirk to him. The Bills no doubt know what they're playing for. They understand the stakes are high. They understand what they got to do. All of it. They, they get it. There's no need to remind them of it. But I also mentioned that the Buffalo Bills have been here before. They've been there. They've done that. Got uh, it got strapped. You know what I'm saying? They've been here, done that. They, they, they know what's up. They know what they have to do. There's a point of reference for this team. Go back in the roller decks, go back in their mind, be like, hey, remember this? Remember last year when 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 it was like this and we had to go on a run? Remember the year before that? Yeah, remember that? Two years ago when the New England Patriots. In December, we're, the first, we're in first place in the AFC East, and we're second place. And we went on an incredible run. We can do that again. So, with that all being said, on my mama, the Buffalo Bills, the entire team, offense, defense, special teams, all of them, the entire Buffalo Bills team, will rally behind head coach Sean McDermott and beat the ever-living daylights out of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not talking about they just beat him all seven points or three points. No, I'm talking about putting a complete can of you-know-what on them. I'm talking about double-digit points. Josh Allen is going to do his thing. Josh Allen is going to do his thing. I'm going to give Josh 
four touchdowns. Okay. However he does it, it doesn't matter to me. Four total touchdowns of the game. Close to 400 yards passing for Josh. All right. And I'm not done. I'm not done. The defense is going to show out. I'm giving the defense four sacks of Patrick Mahomes. So sorry. Donovan Smith is out. Bills going to capitalize. I don't care who does it. Four sacks from the Bills defense to go along with two interceptions. <laughs> so you've got Josh Allen with four total touchdowns, almost 400 yards passing. You've got the defense with four sacks and two interceptions on my mama as the Bills route the Dolphins. I mean, I almost said the Dolphins. Route the Chiefs by double-digit score. That's on my mama, man. On my mama. That's how I'm feeling. That is exactly how I'm feeling. And like Brock Campbell says, yo, P.S., yo, all my mama winter soldier is unleashed in this game. You already know it. And, I, and I'm just waiting for it. I, I, from the, look, from the jump, from the jump, and, and I'm wondering, like, if the Bills win the toss, will Sean McDermott defer to the second half or will he elect to put his offense on the field first? I don't know, but I, I that that's gonna be that's gonna be key to me. We know he likes to defer because he wants that chance to double dip coming out of this out of the second half. So he might defer if he wins, okay. And and if he does it, imagine this. Can you imagine the defense gets on the field first and they shut out Pat Mahomes, whether it's a three and out or whatever, or they just have to punt. No points on that first drive. No points in that first drive. None. The Bills' offense gets on the field. Their opening drive. After the defense went out and did what they had to do against Pat Mahomes. Zero points. Here's the offense marching the length of the field. And they score a touchdown. And they jump up on these boys. Seven to zero. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? Can you imagine what that's going to do to Arrowhead in that crowd? It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to keep on being that same way from the jump. And I, I just feel like I just feel like Josh Allen and, and this offense, man, as soon as they get on the field, it's going to be over. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And they're going to see MVP Josh. They're going to see Winter Soldier Josh. And these, these, these fools in the national media, they're going to wish they put Josh Allen in the MVP conversation. They're going to wish they put more respect on his name. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so fired up for this game. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, moving on. As we get ready, we're getting in, we're inching closer and closer to closing out the show. But I want to talk about some keys. And let me let, and let, and let me allow Jordan Poirier to say it better. Big dog! Big dog! The keys to big dubs. If the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game, 
what do they need to do? To me, they need to limit the turnovers, right? No turnovers. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. No turnovers, right? Let's let's not let's not do that. All right. But I want to see the defense. The defense needs to, and this is this is back to my on my mama point. I want the defense to cause turnovers in this game. Fumbles, interceptions, all of that. I want the defense to do that. Put the pressure on Pat Mahomes. They're going to shut down the run game with Clyde Edwards. I ain't even concerned about that. Okay. But from a passing game perspective on the defense, like they need they need to, to key in on Travis Kelsey, do what they got to do, shut him down. Okay. And if they do that, if they don't let Travis Kelsey go off and get on fire, they're going to shut these Chiefs down. They're going to shut Pat Mahomes down. They're going to frustrate them because they have no other receiving weapons that can really hurt you. Rookie receiver Rice, he's looking pretty good. Okay? I give him credit. But I don't fear them. I don't. And, you know, when I when I look at this team, and even on even on defense, and I and I and I see these all these, I mean, I look at and I see all these full participants. The injury report looks looks good. And we got Christian Benford, we got Russell Douglas, you know, Dane Jackson's coming back. You know what I'm saying? Say what you want about Michael Hyde and Jordan Poirier, but still, hey man, that communication's on point. You get them guys right there in the back end. Terrell Bernard's gonna be playing. Like, look, I feel really good about this game. Really, really good. And so all the pills need to do on defense, key in on Travis Kelsey. Don't let him go off in his in his rap. Okay. Offensively, Josh, no turnovers. Okay. But just be aggressive and do your thing. Do your thing. Just do your thing, man. Winter Soldier may yo, Winter Soldier, he may not even need to come out in this game. Josh can just play. He, he might just be, a, be able to play a clean game. <laughs> and it'd just be like another day at the at the park. Another day in the yard. Another day. You know? And he may just just, just keep Winter Soldier, you know, uh, keep him under wraps. Because we only need him when 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 the game is online. But I'm I'm predicting a blowout win, blowout win by these Bills. So that's my key. It ain't it's not a whole lot. Do I want? Would I like to see them establish a run? Yeah, I would like to see them establish a run. Um, and I will say this: Josh needs to have less than forty pass attempts. Anytime he gets over forty pass attempts, it's not a good. It doesn't it doesn't bode well for the Bills. Okay. If he can keep that below 40 pass attempts in the game and they have a good mix of the of, of the run game, whether that's with with, with uh, James Cook and Josh Allen using his legs himself, then the Bills are going to gonna beat the snot out of these guys. They're going to beat the snot out of them, okay? Um, I do have a question I want to pose to the chat, and that's do you think uh, Leonard Fournette Needs to dress. Do you think he needs to finally get called up? Man, I've been waiting to see Leonard Fournette for so long. I really have, but I just don't know if we're going to see him. I mean, they they have 
you know, trust and faith in in uh, Latavius Murray, what he's been doing. When you look at another guy, surprise guys, Ty Johnson. Like Ty Johnson, he's been playing fairly well. He's been running hard. So, and he's young. Like I, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see them really needing to play Fournette. Like I think that's just an insurance policy that they're just gonna keep in their back pocket, you know, and and really only use it when it's when they absolutely have to use it. And it could be in the playoffs. You never know. Uh I don't really have any more keys to the game. Okay. That's it. It's not a whole lot. Calls turnovers on defense. Call, I mean wreck havoc. Okay. On Pat Mahomes. Um, no turnovers on offense by Josh Allen. Play a clean game, and you guys win this game handily. Okay. Handily. Because like I mentioned before, the Kansas City Chiefs offense does not look good. They really don't. Okay. Now, and I'm trying to go through the chat. Let me take some time to go through the chat to see what you guys have to say about any keys to the game. Uh, I see some people talking about flags. I will say this as a key. Uh, be disciplined, okay? Be disciplined. We know, I mean, we don't even need to go there, right? Officiating, we, 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 don't, we don't need to go there, okay? But the Bills hurt themselves too. So limit the mistakes, the self-inflicted wounds, the false start, the penalties. Jordan Phillips, I don't need you and Shaq going over on the sideline and, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and touching up a fan. Let's 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 be let's be disciplined here, okay? Because anyway, it is what it is. All right, y'all feel me? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, uh, let me see here. Like I mentioned, I'm going through the chat to see if I if I missed anything from anybody. If anything's popping up, all right. And now we're an hour and forty minutes in the show. Salute to you guys, man. Salute to you guys. I really appreciate everything y'all have been doing. Shout out to y'all for, for joining and, and for staying with your boy for this long. But now, now it's time. Now it's time, and I'm going to drop my music because I got to get fired up even the more so. Uh, now is the time for score predictions, baby. Score prediction time. It is score prediction time. Let me play my music. There we go. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, score prediction time. What do you have? What do you see happening tomorrow? Bills, Chiefs. Do you see the Bills losing this game? Is it a close game? Or you would mean you say, yo, the Bills are about to beat the brakes off this boy. What do y'all think? Drop your score predictions live right now in the chat, and I'm going to read them. Let's get it. Let's get it. Here we go. Kicking us off tonight, Luis Matos, 35-21 Bills, four sacks, two interceptions. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it, baby. 
I like that score, 35-21. I like it. Four sacks, I even like that even more. Two interceptions, you already know. And Betts comes in, 41-27. Bills all the way. Drop that 40-burger on them. Like I said, yo, they're going to win by double digits. Look at that. 14-point victory by the Bills. I like it. Green light channel comes in. 36-23, Bills. 13-point victory. I love it. Donald Palmer comes in and says, yo, it's 27 to 17, Buffalo. There we go, baby. 10-point victory. But I like it. Mr. Jazzy Art says, yo, just a good game. Drop a score prediction on Come on, guys. Mark comes in, yo. Mark here says, yo, 42-13. That's, oh, my gosh, man. Can you imagine the talk that week if the Bills come out there and blow them out the water like that, 42-13? Can you imagine this exchange and narrative and conversation? Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, boy, it says, yo, 30-15 Chiefs. Ain't no way in the world that's happening. Nah, boy. <laughs> Yo, Brock Campbell says, yo, 40-13. Bills, baby. 40-13. I'm loving it. Jagham says, yo, Bills by 10. Bills by 10. Garbage play says, yo, pump all that. Yo, Bills by a billion, baby. Bills by a billion. However you want to say it, it's Bills by a billion. And that's what I'm talking about. All right, Jazzy R says, yo, 31-17. Mm-mm. Ain't no way in the world. Flip it. And then you may got something. Bills ain't losing. It's not happening. Yeah, B. Shark comes in and says, yo, 33-21. Bills over the Chiefs, baby. That's what I'm talking about, David. I almost read that wrong. I was like, no, you can't say Chiefs. 33 Bills, 21 Chiefs. Apex comes in and says, yo, it's 42-17. Bill. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling y'all keep on dropping your score predictions in the chat. <laughs> Jack Fitzgerald. Yeah, we are not tying. It is not going to be 69-69. It ain't happening. Okay. Can you imagine the Bills drop 70 on these jokers? Like the Dolphins did to the <laughs> That would be funny. That would be funny. Handsome comes in and says, yo, 34-24, Bill. That's more like it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me drop my score prediction. I said, I see Josh Allen with four touchdowns, where there's passing, rushing, or combination of both. I saw four touchdowns by him. Okay. That's 28 points. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Tyler Bass is going to have to make some field goals. I don't want to do that. I want I want it to be just a no field goal game. Just just all touchdowns. You know what? Let me change. Let, let me go back and change that a little bit. I'm feeling I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now. Okay. So rather than Josh just having four touchdowns, I think Josh is going to be responsible. No, no, 
Let me leave it there. Go touch that one for Josh. All right. And then I'm going to throw a couple more touchdowns. And that's on the ground by James Cook. Okay, so we got four touchdowns by Josh, and then we got two touchdowns by James Cook. Do the math. Do the math. What is that? 42? I like it. 42. And then I'll throw a field goal on top of that. All right. So here we go. 45. Your Buffalo Bills, 45. A fat 40 burger. 45 45 to 20. 45 to 20. That's what I'm feeling right now. Because let me go back here. Let me go back. I want to take a look at the Chiefs here. All right. You can tell I'm feeling this. All right. So the Chiefs. Lost last week 19 points. Put up 31 points against the Raiders the week before then. They lost to the Eagles and only put up 17. Okay. The week before that, they beat the Dolphins and put up 21. So really, I mean, like, like the Chiefs, they're not really putting up a whole lot of points. I mean, outside of the Raiders, they got 21 points, 17 points on the loss, 17 points, I mean, you know, and then 19 points on the loss. I'm keeping it right there. 20. 45-20 Buffalo. 45-20 Buffalo. Bills beat the brakes off them. And the conversation is going to be changing next week about the Buffalo Bills. Are the Bills back? The Bills are making a run. 1-0 starts tomorrow. The Bills rally behind head coach Sean McDermott. Put the absolute beat down. On Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Send them licking their wounds. The Chiefs fall. To what? Eight and five? Does that put them on eight, eight, at eight and five? Yeah, eight and five. The Bills steadily climbing back. That's where I'm feeling. That's where I'm feeling. And I'm feeling you all. Shout out again to the chat. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for watching so very much. Do me this favor. Smash that like, comment. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. Go to supportbf.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Stay tuned for tomorrow. The pregame show. You're likely going to see me tomorrow. Maybe Z-Bot join. But it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a great time as we watch these Buffalo Bills do their thing. But as always, baby, you already know what time it is. Grace and peace. God bless. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'll see y'all tomorrow. And as always, go be it.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.